Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what up? Neil First here, neilfirst.com, founder of Be Higher Bings, and welcome to the Be Higher Bings podcast. With uh, This one has a friend of mine, his name is Tommy Bonner. I'll get into him in just a second. Who am I? I am the founder of Be Higher Beings, uh, the author of Recovered, The Cure for Alcoholism. You can find me on my website, neilfirst.com, N-E-I-L-F is in Frank, I-R-S is in Sam, Z is in Zebra, T is in Tom.com. If you Google me, I am the only Neil First in the country, maybe the world, not sure. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, I'm doing, right now I'm in the middle of doing a uh, 100 days of Be Higher Beings, kind of like a self-reflection uh, YouTube video series. Um, so a lot of exciting stuff. Today's guest is Tommy Bonner. Tommy is a friend of mine from Texas. Uh, we were in the car business for a short time together until he decided to start a landscaping business out of the trunk of his car built it into a multi-million dollar business with many other ventures along the way. Um, and this guy, you know, he, he didn't grow up privileged or special or, or anything like that, but he's doing things on his own terms. Everything he's doing, he knows why he's doing it. And, and this is why, why this interview is so important. He is such an inspiration. Um, you, you can you can hear the just the, the confidence in his voice. He he knows what he's saying and he knows what's going to happen when he says when when he says what he's going to do because what he says what he's going to do is going to happen. So enjoy this uh, enjoy this podcast. This was a this was a fantastic episode, um, and I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to to uh, do it again with Tommy. Uh, welcome, Tommy Bonner. Um, all right, so let's just let's just start. I want to welcome everybody to the uh, Be Higher Beings podcast. I am with Tommy Bonner. He is me and Tommy used to work together way back in the early two thousands in the car business. But it's not the car business that makes it special. It's the guy that we worked for that uh, that makes that experience special. Does that make it special, Ed, or special? It makes it something. Tommy, how you doing, buddy? It's been a I'm, long time. I'm good. It's uh, uh, doing well. I'm on my 120th drive to uh, Lubbock, Texas, from where I live in a small town called Marion, Texas. So it's about a five and a half hour drive. So we've got plenty of time. So if you want to know it, just ask. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh here, I've uh, I've made that uh, I made that I ten drive plenty of times, and sometimes it's dude. I mean, it it can get pretty pretty boring. How you holding up? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm on the phone working most of the time. So a lot of times, uh, if you if I sit on the phone and work, it'll go by quick. And other times, if I'm not on the phone, it takes quite some time. Yeah. All right. But. Um, I think that kind of leads us into um, what you're talking about is uh, anybody could drive six hours. 
Um, but when I tell people I drive six hours to go to work, 99% of people look at me and tell me I'm crazy. And then when I ask them, well, would you drive six hours to do $3 million a year in business? They change their mind. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, man. That's, uh, well, here, and it's, and it's got to be what, uh, what, what you do with the time. So here, let me let me ask you this. Here, let, let's why don't you do this? Why don't you tell why don't you tell everybody listening? Tell everybody about Tommy Bonner before you got to be the guy, or you know, be, before you start describing the guy you got to be, you know, before you got here. Um, who are you right now? Who's Tommy Bonner? Tommy Bonner today is. Um... I think it's just a loaded question. I'm kind of all all over the place. I would say I'm a, a serial entrepreneur. And um, a lot of people get, they've got big ideas. I call those people entrepreneurs. They just want to do stuff. Well, when I want to do something, I just start marching towards it and do it. Um, so what but, are your businesses now? Like, what do, what do you have now? Like what's so, what? So right now, today, I own a landscape company. I own a um, retail nursery, and I own two bars. And that sounds like a lot, but the landscape company, the nursery, and one of the bars all are on one property. And I currently have that property and those businesses under contract. And we're supposed to close at any time on those now. So once that happens, I'm left with one bar uh, named Beer House, which is in Lubbock, Texas, uh, right at Texas Tech. So I'm left with that one bar, and then I don't exactly know what I'm doing. So I'm I'm looking for uh, stuff to do right now. But during that time, I've always wanted I wanted to be an airline pilot my whole life. Okay. And so I went to school and I finished, uh, I went to Embry-Riddle, which is a flight school, but happened in 2001 when I was graduating. Right. So you couldn't get a flying job at that time. No. <laughs> no matter what. And so I got my private pilot license. I've had my own airplane and I've flown a bunch and enjoyed it. Well, now during the time that I've been up in Lubbock, I've been working on my instrument rating um, after, and I'll be done with that next month in February. And then I'll get my commercial multi-engine rating. So I should be able to get paid to fly for a, a living probably by April of this year. Wow. Dude. If, if I do go fly for a living, it will be for a company or a wealthy individual that just needs somebody to fly their plane once or twice a week. So since that was a dream of mine to be a pilot, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and I'll fly for somebody once or twice a week, but I'm not looking to go to the airlines. And I'm doing that um, because number one, because I want to, and then number two, the people that you meet flying around on private jets are typically people you would want to do business with (laughs) multiple opportunities i'm assuming will come up from being with those people so 
my my reason is is twofold to do that. Okay. But um, so that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm just running. Um, I'm hoping that the landscape and stuff. I've been doing that for 20 years. Um, got me everything I ever wanted, and um, I enjoy some of it. I hate other parts of it, but um, we're gonna stick with beer house. Turn that thing into a uh, just. You know, we've been in the top 10 in sales in Lubbock since we opened, and we're going to keep keep cranking that out, get that to where I want it, and start looking at other opportunities. Well, here, man, it's that's that's awesome here. What it, what it sounds like, it sounds like you're you're just kind of living life on your own terms. You kind of – you're doing your thing. You're, you kind of got life by the balls, as I, as I like to say. Um, it couldn't have always been like that. What – you know, because I, I, I know, I know some of the the little bit of struggles that that you started with um, with your first business. Um, but let me let me ask you this: before you get into that, what what was it like growing up? I mean, because right now you're you're doing what what everybody wants to do, and that's living on your own terms. Um, what was it like growing up? And and what you know, how how did you get here? Um. Well, it was growing up. I grew up in a. Um, uh, in San Antonio, Texas, and I grew up in a small, uh, I grew up right side of Alamo Heights and Terrell Hills, which is one of the wealthiest school districts in the United States. Um, but uh, we were on welfare. My parents were divorced, and um, I got 10 bucks a week probably from the time I was in third or fourth grade to live off of and eat lunch. Wow. And um, my sister will remind me of numerous times where we had to steal change out of my stepdad's uh, uh, closet or whatever just to eat lunch. So um, super wealthy part of San Antonio, but not me. I had to work for um, everything I ever had. If I wanted a pair of rollerblades, which were, which were hot then, Neil, you would look good in rollerblades these days with some puffy socks but you know i actually i actually do <laughs> but my feet are too fat to wear them so i could only put them on for about five minutes so if that <laughs> that photo shoot can't last too long brother <laughs> but so rollerblading just brings back memories but um so if i wanted a rollerblades or bike or stereo or anything that i wanted it was uh, go out of the cave, make some money, save up for it, and buy it. And um, I did terrible in high school. Uh, I think I graduated like four, four, uh, 410 out of 440. Uh, I was uh, not a good student. I uh, kept my homework in my front or back pocket. And uh, then my senior year I got kicked out of my mom's house and I moved in with my dad I called dad's number I don't even know how I found it I said, hey this is your son I need a place to stay and uh, so I walked to Bill Miller's a restaurant and he he uh, opened the door and said hey I said hey he goes you can get in this truck but you don't drink, you don't smoke, and you make A's and B's, or you're not living with me. Well, I had no choice. And so I uh, didn't drink, I didn't smoke, and I made all A's. My last uh, 
couple semesters in high school. That's awesome, dude. That is that's hilarious. I actually didn't know that about you. Uh, that, that's an awesome story. So what? Um, how did how, how did that impact you? It was great. I mean, you when you well, I really didn't. I had a mom growing up, but she stayed um, upstairs most of the time. I think she worked a little bit. But she was never really a loving, nurturing mom. And to this day, I still have, like, if somebody's going to hug me or something, I still kind of have a little reaction. So I have to, I really have to work on it. But um, she, um, so that was, I mean, it, I wasn't abused or anything, and uh, but I surely wasn't loved and nurtured. So it's nice when I see a family that does that. And I hold my kids uh, tighter now because of it. But um, when I moved with my dad and he told me that, um, well, the teachers, it's easier to make A's and B's because the teachers don't pay attention to you. When you're failing classes and making C's, everybody wants to help you. And so um, I carried that on to all my college stuff. I made all A's and B's in college. I did stop two classes short um, of a degree in professional aeronautics. But last month, I registered at Embry-Riddle again. Um, so I'm actually going to finish my college degree this year and get all my flying stuff done, which I had just blown it off thinking, shit, I can make money landscaping. We're fine. Well, it's always just been right in the back of my mind. So thank God the opportunities come up where I can get it done and knock it out. Life's funny that way, isn't it? Opportunities, yeah. you know, we, you have that dream and, and it doesn't matter what part of your life you're in. That dream never dies. That, and that, that opportunity will come up. So I actually, I, I think that's awesome that, um, that, that, you know, you, you put it on the back burner, but you know that it's never going to die. So, and, and now you're, you're, you're living that still at, uh, at your age, 20 years later, dude. And that's, that's awesome. Um, let me ask you this. Cause I know, you know, here you're, you're, you're starting your businesses. Um, you know, what, what was it like starting your, your first business or, or, uh, you know, that the first job or getting your ideas to come to light? What, um, what, what was it like starting all that, man? That's, that's gotta be an awesome story. Mine was, um, I mean, it's interesting. I was selling cars at, um, um, and uh, when I was 20 years old, I started when I was 18 and I had met a guy in the car business that mowed grass, and I had mowed grass uh, young, and I'd done it for money. And so I met him, and he needed help. And so me and him kind of uh, mowed grass together and did landscape jobs. And um, and I wanted to become partners with him. Well, it just wasn't – I mean, it just didn't work out. And so I said, I'm just going to go – I'm making 500 bucks a week max. If I can mow 10 yards a week or do a few yards and, uh, and landscape, all I had to do is make four or 500 bucks. This is easy. And, um, so I went in and you, like, you know, I mowed a lot of the car sales guys, uh, yards and I did, um, uh, their landscaping and, uh, we, uh, just tackled anything. I didn't even know how to repair a sprinkler head, and there was no no such thing as YouTube back then. And <laughs> if I needed to fix a sprinkler, well, let's fix it. Let's figure it out. And so we started fixing sprinkler heads, and then we'd start 
you know, eventually we're putting in full-blown sprinkler systems and and uh, fancy ones, all kinds of stuff. And then we, I, you know, we'd pour concrete or we'd build uh, cedar fences. And so my bread and butter, I just kept growing my lawn business. And um, I, I know how to get lawns real well, residential lawns. And I throw flyers and just pick up yard after yard after yard. And my little slogan on my thing was cut like clockwork. And, and this goes back to the basics. It said cut like clockwork because nine out of 10 lawn companies and landscape, landscape companies, they're not even going to show up when they say. So guess what we did? When your schedule was Monday, on Monday, when you have, it's so, it's too simple. Uh, but Wait, say it one more time. You kind of cut out for just a uh, second. Say it one more time. I missed it. I said, I said, what we did is my slogan was okay. cut like clockwork. So when we told somebody we're going to be there right. on Monday or Friday, we were there on Monday or Friday. And, and every time, and we never missed. And, and nine out of ten lawn and landscape companies, don't even do that and so that goes back to the simple things that you can do that are efficient and effective that nobody does when we would go do a landscape bid they would say well i've called five other companies and, I, and i'm very blunt and to the point i said well that's cool because probably one other one will show up and i'll have a bid to you by tonight and sure as anything so you, so you basically, you, you worked on your strengths and what wasn't your strength, you just got better at it. You didn't, you didn't make any big deal about it. Is that, would that be a, like, would that be fair to say? I mean, it's, to me, it's, to me, I always tell people I'm not very smart. And I tell them that because it's usually simple steps that people just won't take. And and when you own your own business and you're starting your own business, you're going to hear no a lot. And I tell people my favorite answer is no, because that means I got more work to do and I like to work. Don't we all, man? So, <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like if I look at what I've done from the outside, let's say, okay, that's successful, but I don't feel that successful. I would like to do a whole lot more. Um, but that's one of the problems with entrepreneurs is they're never satisfied um, and they always, you know, yearn for more. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's uh, a lot of entrepreneurs credit that as their, as their driving force. It's that, uh, it's that hole that needs to be filled. It's, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. let me ask you this. I, I, I love, I love how that, how that just starts out. You know, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you're building a landscape business out of the trunk of your car. You know, it, you, your story isn't like, isn't unlike many people's, you know, that, you know, a lot of us feel like we we're not loved enough as a kid and, you know, we all had our bullshit and stuff like that, but, but you, you took that and, and you just went with it rather than fighting with it. And I love that. Um, let me ask you, what's it, what's it like, uh, like continuing to build and maintain your ideas? Cause I mean, stuff's gotta be coming up to your head now. I mean, I, you know, you got some, 
you got some deals working. Uh, you know, you're doing your pilot's license. What else? What, what else is going on? I'm always looking for opportunities. I think I feel like uh, one of my downfalls is I haven't. I mean, I I focused on landscaping for 20 years, and I actually split up my commercial and residential lawn maintenance, and I sold those. And now I'm going to sell um, the nursery that I bought. So I bought and sold a few businesses, but for some reason, I feel like you have to be a little more laser focused on one business. But the landscaping has taught me so many things, and I've worked with so many different people on so many different projects that I I just see tons of stuff that I like to mess with and know that you can get in on it. Um, So I really, I don't know, I don't know where to go from there. That's why I'm, I tell people I'm kind of in a holding pattern right now. I'm going to redo the inside of my, uh, the beer house bar but what's next? Is well, I'm okay, for- so that that was my next question. But let me ask you this. Let me let me rephrase it. Instead of what's next, um, what's what's your what's your dream? If you could, if you could have anything like right now, um, you know, would be in any situation, um, you know, work uh, relationship, it doesn't matter. What what's your dream right now? What what's what's that intention going to? I said I've always wanted to utilize an airplane for business and so i'd like to either own a couple bars and fly to different cities or check on something but be able to use my love for airplanes and conduct business that way because i just i enjoy flying airplanes and i like doing business and meeting people so um if it was a private Dude, that's a sexy jet, ass dream. Whoo, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I'll ever get to that, but I've been fortunate enough to have my own airplane um, before, and uh, I'm working on another one right now. And uh, but uh, a private jet Dude, doing business in different states. Would be All right, wonderful. let me let me switch gears a little bit here. Who influenced you the most? Uh, it could be now, growing up. Doesn't have to be a person, but what, what, or who influenced you the most? I think you have different people that influence you on um, on different seasons of your life. Um, uh, my stepdad helped me, you know, for my hunting that I I like to hunt. I enjoy the outdoors. He kind of taught me that stuff. Uh, my dad is the one that got me, you know, kind of to know that you can make A's and B's. You can do whatever you want. My dad's a pilot um, for fun. And so I like to fly because of him. And then I've got a couple good buddies that um, I bounce ideas off of. I've met with uh, uh, two of my neighbors. I moved to a pretty affluent um lake near san antonio and everybody there own their own business and two of my neighbors own businesses that do millions and millions of dollars and i would ask them we used to sit up on the dock every night and drink beer hang out and if i had a question about work or business i just asked them because they've got two or three hundred employees and they've been there and done that um hiring a, a guy for 15 or 20 dollars an hour when you're a 21 year old kid or 22 year old 
to um, to increase your work productivity is a scary thing. But when these guys that have been doing it for 20 and 30 years tell you, uh, Tommy, you hire that guy, your production goes up, you just, just do it, you'll be fine. Well, what's scary is anything, but you <laughs> do it, it, and guess what? I love you're it. Okay. So you're... So you're finding everybody. That it's not just it's not just one. You're you're gonna use you're gonna you're gonna use every every cookie in the jar. I'm a, um, I mean I I network with um, a very very large amount of people. Uh, so if you're if I'm looking for Dude, a cookie, I've got somebody it. that knows. Um, we're trying. One of the deals we're trying to put together right now is a uh, a large acreage development, and um, I've got a buddy that's got the property, and then I've got another buddy that's developed twenty of these things, and so he one is guiding, and I'm kind of in the middle, and uh, so we're you know we're turning. So get it out over there, shake some hands, get happen. to know people. Don't don't be afraid of people because they 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 can. You know those those people that you're afraid of are, are the the people that can help you. Which would, would you is that? Can I describe it like that? I I would definitely say that, and I think you listen to a guy that I like too. His name's Grant Cardone, but he says, and it's yeah. it, it's true. Your network is your net worth, and um, so that's you know birds of a feather flock together. Uh, if you're hanging out with business people uh, at night, you're going to be talking about business. If you're hanging out with uh, with with idiots that want to talk about, you know, what it, I can't say smoking pot, but I mean, if you're hanging out with the idiots that are talking about doing drugs all day, well, you're going to be doing drugs all day. Uh, so. You, you got to hang out with like-minded people. Yeah, I think all of our, our thought has shifted on top for, you know, a little bit now. So, <laughs> but. It yeah. makes me a little too, uh, too much anxiety. So, um, what, let's, let's, let's look back. So now, now you're starting your first business. Um, you, you've, you've, you've been there, you've done that. What advice would you give the guy who's starting a landscape business out of the trunk of his two-door Acura? <laughs> what advice would you give to that guy? Buy the best weed eater you can afford. <laughs> and that's the truth. Um, you know, there's a, now there's a lot of things that... Um, you can do and read uh, to uh, increase your business and your activity. But um, I always, you know, I always say hit the streets, pound the pavement. Technology is great, but a flyer next to somebody's uh, vehicle, their mailbox, a bird in the hand is worth, you know, whatever. But if they get a flyer, if you don't have any money for marketing, and you can print flyers and walk them down the street, I mean, go do it. You're going to pick up some yards. If you're going to, or pick up some landscape projects, if you can afford to spend a thousand or $2,000 on direct mail, 
with some kind of a coupon attached to it, then do it. If you can afford to, well, we're back to the guy. And, you know, every little step that you are creating a little bit more income and you just turn up that volume a little bit more and a little bit more on the marketing, you're going to get returned. By the end of my landscape um, career, we were cranking out about a month of marketing, which is nothing compared to these some of these companies that do millions and millions of dollars, but we were marketing every day. We had sales guys knocking on doors every day. We had two marketing girls. Um, we were we were pushing nice. hard for work. Nice. Is there is there any any words of of wisdom like that that inner wisdom? Not so much what to do, but for 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 the. The younger people starting out today, or here, even the older people, it doesn't matter because there's a lot of people, you know, uh, there, there's a some there's some type of transformation going on where where people don't want to be that that corporate guy anymore, and and I'm seeing it a lot more. Um, and you're you're like the you're you're like the epiphany of the guy who's just doing what he wants to do because he loves to do it. What words of wisdom, not so much advice, but wisdom, would you would you have for for anybody that that says, hey, listen, I want to I want to get out of whatever I'm doing. You know, for me, it was a car business, you know, recently for you, it was a car business 20 years ago. But what are those words of wisdom that uh, that you would give to somebody that that really wants to reflect and change? I don't know if it's if it's uh, if the situation is that somebody's working somewhere and they are just ready to get out. I've told people before, I said, you crank up your side hustle until you can afford to leave this job that you have. So before it gets easier, it's going to get harder because you're going to have to work double overtime on your own side hustle and whatever it, whatever it is, selling pencils or selling helicopters or, or mowing grass. So you boost up that, um, that side hustle until you can afford to leave. And then at that point you say goodbye. And then you just keep trucking and keep doing what you want until, you know, cranking out the work until you're happy with where you're at. I don't think, um, like I, there's no shortage of business in this country. There's none. If, if there's something that you want the only person that's stopping you from getting it is you um so go you know go out and get it it's there whatever you want we just talked about we just talked about my dream of a private jet yeah and guess what they have them for sale (laughs) i do i want to do that amount of work that's required to put my butt in one of those airplanes. Well, that's my choice. And if I want to wake up every morning and that's my goal, I'll take the steps to get it. And I think anybody else um, that wants anything. Beautiful. I do. I love it. I love it. So here, last thing I want to finish up where, uh, where can, uh, where can we find you? Where can we find the the beer house? Um, Give me some websites, you know, some, some plug yourself. Where's the bar? Uh, 
the bar, Spell uh, it. the beer house, is at uh, beer house. It's B-I-E-R-H-A-U-S. And it's beerhouselovit.com. And then we're at Beer House on Facebook. And then we have Instagram. I don't know what that is, but... Uh, and then we have uh, we have a that's fantastic too. But um, it's in beautiful Lubbock, Texas, West Texas, home of the Red Raiders. And they're an awesome basketball team, and uh, people up there have been great to uh, me. I love Lubbock, and uh, I hope to be up there for a while and and do business. That's there. awesome, dude. Hey, uh, before you go, uh, anything else you want to share? Uh, I don't have much more. That's my all right, my Tommy. Short, that was awesome, Tommy dude. I, I really appreciate. Uh, I really re- appreciate you taking the time. Um, I appreciate you digging deep and and kind of giving everybody, you know, some of the some of the formula of of what what it takes to to start living our own lives. And and you know, a lot of us. I, I know that was um, that was a big problem for me. Is that uh, that I was trying to live somebody else's life, uh, like like Cal's life. I was trying to live that type of life, and that wasn't me. Um, and you were you've been smart enough to be doing this, doing what you want to do your whole life. And it was it was really a privilege to to spend this half hour with you, man. I really I, I want to thank you. Absolutely, man. I'm glad that I could help or talk or whatever. But uh, there's only one person that that that's gonna care about you and take care about of you, and that's you. So you definitely gotta watch out for. Hundred percent, man. That's yourself. So when uh, I hope we can, we can do this again soon, life. right? Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, here you have a you have a safe trip to Absolutely. safe trip to Lubbock, and uh, we'll we'll chat again soon. All right. Take care. Thank you, Tommy. Yay!